time we got the drinks ready ready to have some fun we're starting early here everybody's ready everybody's chomping at the bit so you know since we're already here waiting i'm gonna welcome kimberly and dave to the show right now if they're if they're there unless they're getting their drinks already you never know i have my drinks i'm here (laughs) (laughs) i'm ready to go all right well that's good i got mine too so we're so we're all set (laughs) You have your canned wine ready to go? I, I do. I do. I've been looking forward to this. Is uh, I think this is going to be great. I got both of them lined up. I don't know what we're doing, but I'm ready for anything. <laughs> Dave, you there? Yeah, I'm teed up, ready to go. So it looks like the whole team's here. All right. So, so yes, I'm happy to welcome Kimberly and Dave here. You know, they do a lot of... Uh, a lot of activity in the world of, of wine. I don't know if you guys want to give a quick uh, intro to everybody, you know, of, I mean, I know you guys are constantly out there on Twitter and social media, you know, throwing wine stuff all day long. If you want to just give a quick intro about yourselves. Absolutely. So I'm a wine marketer. I currently am a freelance marketer for wine brands. I work with some digital agencies in Napa as well as some other um hospitality organizations over here on the east coast so that is my bio and other than that like you said i'm always on twitter i'm always on instagram always promoting wine always talking about wine and most of all always drinking wine that's the important stuff right there the drinking part is the is the main thing you want to make sure you cover uh 24 24 7 as much as you can you're right i agree and i'm uh I'm Dave. I'm from uh, San Francisco Bay Area. I'm, uh, I'm real heavy into Instagram. Uh, do a lot of pictures. Uh, post every day for uh, just wines, different wines. Um, try and focus on the central coast of California. Santa Barbara, Paso Robles, sometimes up in Sonoma. I'm kind of an anti-Napa guy. <laughs> so uh, that's my thing. Um, I do it as a hobby and it's fun. So you're kind of like the you're kind of like the so more like the underground wines I would think is kind of uh, is that you more of your thing you know not the mainstream stuff but you know things like this like the wine in a can you know kind of up and coming type stuff. Definitely, if you look at my Instagram page, you'll see I, I follow a lot of small producers from the Central Coast, so that's kind of my thing, and 
I really appreciate um, the small guys, and and that's my, you know, that's what I look for. So, well, that's good. That's a good thing. You know, I mean, this is, I mean, I'm going out on a limb uh, this week. I mean, this is out of my my usual wheelhouse here. You know, I mean, I'm <laughs> on, on the bottom shelf, cheap wine, cheap beer, any type of cheap booze. But since it is wine in a can that we'll be dealing with, I think that kind of gives it that kind of, you know, credibility for me. You know, it's not drinking from a bottle. I mean, it's wine in a can. I mean, what do you expect? And the price point is cheap. So you're, you're right in there. So this could be the PBR of wine. Uh, there we go. See, perfect. <laughs> yeah. And then Dave, I have to thank you for, for sending this stuff to me quick too. I mean, I know, uh, Kimberly and I have been off and on trying to schedule things and figure out what we were doing for probably a couple of months now of doing a podcast together and then doing some sort of wines and things like that. And she kind of threw this out here, uh, the end of last week saying about this, this canned wine that, um, she had just gotten and wanted to give a try. And I was like, Oh, is it available yet? I said, I went to liquor store. I didn't see anything. She's like, no, it's not out there yet. But she's like, well, you know, Dave can send it to you and it was Friday and I'm like well I'd like to have it by Monday then all of a sudden she's like oh we'll send it out today and I was like boom shows up today so I, I appreciate that you sending it to me yeah I have connections in the right spots that's that's a good thing to have when it comes to this <laughs> so uh, so what is the so what is what what do we have here I know there is the Underwood uh, what's the what's the story behind it Okay, well, it's uh, made by an outfit in Oregon called uh, Union Wine Company. And um, they've started this a number of years ago uh, on a whim because they wanted to get kind of get in at the PBR level of wine, you know. And um, they seem to have taken off a little bit because there are other copycats that are out there. So um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice thing. Really is. I was reading something about the from the winemaker saying that his friends could never truly support him and his winemaking efforts because it was the price point would always be too high. So he decided that he was going to lower his price point and start producing wine in the can. So that was kind of some motivation behind his methodology. So I thought that was pretty cool. No, that's that's great. That's a great idea. And I don't know if either of you. Uh, watch, um, watch. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, and they had a big thing on there. And when they started drinking wine out of cans, you know, I mean, they were pouring boxed wine into soda cans, but they're like, this is a great, a great invention. You know, it's so much easier to go around drinking wine in a can without having to worry about a, a wine glass and spilling or breaking the glass when it's in a can. It's so much easier to to carry around with you when you're on the go. I know it's smaller than a box. Carrying around the box kind of just looks like you have like a absolute alcoholism problems <laughs> i agree and i actually did see that episode and it's hilarious yes because i i had to get watch some of the clips right before uh, we started here because i'm like you know this lines up perfectly and i'm like you know it's about time somebody did wine in a can and you know it's, it's perfect it's it's great and like you guys were saying you know you take it with you for the beach or i know dave you were saying you know you had some uh after golfing you know so it's kind of great whenever 
Absolutely. I, I'm used to drinking a, you know, a beer after a round of golf with my buddy. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were, uh, I was at a liquor store in Redwood City on the peninsula and in, in, around here in, in a place called K&L. And they had it on the counter. And I'm going, well, th- I got to try this because we're doing this whole pink thing. And they had some rosé on the counter. And I said, you know, I'm going to get a couple cans. And um, the next day I had it after golfing and I was pleasantly surprised. It was actually fun and it was good. So fun stuff. All right. So I'm going to have to. So we have we have the rosé wine and we have the and the Pinot here. Now, I know, Dave, I know you said you already had the the rosé before. Mm-hmm. And now which one now, Kimberly, did you have both of them already? Have you had any of them or what have you drank yet? I have them ready to go. I actually just opened the rosé prior to um, this podcast. So I've already tasted the rosé. I have also the bubbles sitting in front of me, but I have not yet to crack it open. So I was waiting to do that on air. Okay. All right. Because I, I have, I think I'm going to crack open the rosé and you can get yeah. my... Uh, yeah, let's hear what you have to say about the rosé. Yeah, I mean, this is coming from here. Let's here's the... See that? There's the the can right there. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, you know. See, then you know, because well, I mean, I guess if you had a bottle, and you you could hear the cork, you know. But you know, the whole opening of the can is always the the great the great way to start things. Yeah, it's very unexpected when you're drinking rosé to hear the yeah to hear that, and you're like, wait, what am I drinking here? All right, so let's see. Yeah. Mm, that is good. Are you drinking straight from the can, or did you pour it into the glass? How are you? How I'm drinking are you... it. I'm drinking it straight from the can. I mean, that, that's the way I have to do it right here. I mean, I have the can in front of me. Uh, I mean, sadly, I mean, I did have it nice and cold in the fridge, and it's been in the fridge all day. Mm-hmm. But you know, I took it out maybe 15 minutes ago before we went on air. But it's just so damn hot here that it's already. Like, uh, I had the same problem, but, um, back in and take it back out. Cause it's better. I think it's best really cold, pretty chilled on this one. What do you think, Dave? You agree? Yeah. When I had it after golfing, um, a couple weeks ago, it was in a cooler and, uh, it was ice cold and it was very refreshing and, uh, clean and refreshing. I thought it was very good. So, yeah, it is. I mean, it's still, it's still pretty cold. It's not like ice cold. But it is it is pretty good. But it's it's just it's weird because I'm drinking it as if I'm drinking you know a beer know. and taking it and taking a few <laughs> sips, and I'm not used to drinking like if it was in a glass or if it was you know coming out of a bottle or something. You'd be sitting here just taking a few little sips at a time, but I'm like taking a few big gulps at once. But it it's pretty good. I have to say it is very refreshing. You want to check the alcohol content too on this because it's not like drinking a Bud Light. <laughs> I know it is. A, it is at twelve percent alcohol. You know, exactly. so <clears throat> so three hundred seventy-five milliliters. So you do have to be careful. It's almost similar if you're drinking. I mean, without the extra stuff like a a four loco or a, a beverage like that. You know, it's the same alcohol content. So I mean. If yeah. people are out there and might not want to drink, you know, a four loco or or something like that, that but want that extra alcohol content in one can of something, 
you know, mm-hmm. maybe the canned wine uh, is for them. Yeah. Or if you just, like for me, I would take these to the beach all day long because I don't really do the whole Bud Light thing. Sorry if I offend you on that one, but it's just <laughs> not my thing. So, hey, it's all right. It's all right. I say it's the judgment-free zone here. Whatever you want to drink, that's fine. Oh, exactly. But this rosé wine in a can, now I could do this for sure all day long in my koozie and laying out by the water, definitely. Yeah, I guess the only problem is I guess you have to be careful, though, with how many of these you end up drinking because, like you said, you know, at 12% alcohol, I mean, you're sitting there all day throwing a couple back next thing you know you go to stand up and you'll be oh all right i gotta sit back down really quick <laughs> well yeah. i'm, I'm thinking i'm thinking the difference though you know i i drink beer too and you know i'll have a beer that's like seven or eight percent and it'll kick my butt um if i have a you know the full beer after golfing but if the these cans are like two glasses of wine yeah. so it's not like you sit there and guzzle it right you you take your time and Right. Um, so it is a different, it's a different, there's a different, even though the alcohol is higher, I don't think it's the same buzz that you get from beer. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess it, like you said, I guess it depends on how quick you drink it or put it down. Cause I mean, I guess I'm having the problem now that I was kind of, you know, thirsty already. So I've been kind of just sipping it and sipping it more. And I'm like probably halfway done <laughs> already. So I'm like, oh, all right, I can see. Well, you're coming for me, who's, I mean, I'm always drinking, so. Yeah, I know. You're shooting it like a Bud Light for sure, but hey, no judgment here. Yeah, no, it's something I guess you have to get used to. You have to get in the right mindset of um, you're drinking a wine. Remember that it's not, just because it's in a can, it's not a beer. You have to take your time with it uh, and enjoy it. But it is, it is really good. I I give it two thumbs up. It's It's, it's very delicious. You know, I see here strawberry, watermelon, and peach, too. So, yeah. yeah. Are those the flavors that you can detect? Or did you think or taste anything differently? Or were you just guzzling it? (laughs) You have no idea. (laughs) Well, I kind of was just drinking it. but (laughs) (laughs) He's drinking it like a beer. Yeah. I said, you know what, what it tasted, I, it tasted good. That's, and that's really all that matters in the end. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. That's true. No, well, but I no, think that, it, it I think that that's what they're probably trying to do is they're probably trying to push it. It's, it's a, it's a real friendly kind of wine to take different places, camping, uh, fishing, the beach, golfing, wherever, maybe tailgating and enjoyment, you know? Exactly. Right. Yeah, you said something different for people who don't want to, or not maybe big beer drinkers or things like that, maybe don't want to drink, you know, the other fruity, you know, a Mike's Hard or something like that, and you want to tailgate or something before a game, and they say, you know, I, I don't drink beer, I don't really want, you know, some sugary, fruity uh drink i can just bring one of these cans along and it's pretty much having my glass of wine but uh, in a uh, more convenient way <laughs> in a can yeah exactly <laughs> it's your two glasses of wine don't forget yes 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 <laughs> so you, it's like double the fun yes it's <laughs> <laughs> 
What I found funny about the rosé was that um, I did a little research and I, I I was really shocked at the at the breakdown of the grapes in there. There, you know, we're used to drinking a rosé that might be one or two grape varieties, and this one has six. Really? So it's like they took everything they could find and, and <laughs> threw it in a in a processor and came up with this rosé. Yeah, that's a lot. Because, yeah, like you said, it's never six. So what do you remember or can you recall what grapes they were? Yeah, they were, there was Pinot Gris, um, Pinot Noir, Riesling, Muscat, Chardonnay, and Syrah. And, um, and no, it's, it's pretty light, light, um, light color, too. So, yeah, that was one thing that actually kind of stuck me differently because it's the color of it. It's like, uh, like I was telling you before, it's like a cotton candy, like bubblegum pink. Yes, now, now I have to get a, I have to get a cup out now. I'll get my clear, uh, my yeah. clear solo cup here. So I can <laughs> pour it out and take a look. You know, I need to, you know, like I said, I'm not one for the. Uh, yeah, you have to take a look at the color of it because it's not a typical rosé color I have really seen, but. All right, there we go. Pouring out ooh, what what's left of it here. So, <laughs> yeah, about three drops. Yeah, <laughs> a few drops left in the in the cup here, but now you need to swirl the drops. Yeah, see, move it around here. Yeah, kind of a yeah, like a a very very light pink. Yeah, you could say. Um, like I said, I'm not one, you know, for the you know in line, you know, wine reviews, you know, whatever you guys normally, you know. Uh, rate everything on, <laughs> but but um, what what you say? You said like a cotton candy type. Uh... That's just my classification of it. Yeah, I noticed it was yeah. very um, you know, bubblegum pink cotton candy. Yeah, candy. yeah, yeah. I can see. Yeah, like the bubblegum. Yeah, it's like a light pink. Yeah. Uh, there almost, almost see right through it. Uh, to the to the other side with the mm -hmm. with the clear up. So. But yeah, but no, it's really, really good. I am pleasantly uh, surprised with how how good this is. It's very, very smooth, as as you can tell. Goes down really quick, so you have to be uh, uh, careful, and you should really enjoy it, and not be like me if you uh, drink one of these. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with doing it that way, for sure. If that's what you want to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And what was what's the what's the price for? Uh, for a can of these, I don't know how do they do. They do like a four pack of them, or are they single cans, or? Yeah, I've seen. I've, go ahead, Kimberly. I was just gonna say, mo I saw um, they'll sell for four packs for twenty eight dollars, but that's on their website. I don't know if there's a different place where you can get them, Dave. That's different than that, but we can. I can't get them in Boston quite yet. I have to order through their website. Yeah, out here on the West Coast, they're six bucks for a can so and that's for they're all the same there's like four or five different varietals and they're all about six bucks a piece um, okay okay i mean yeah it's not it's not bad it's not well their bottle of wine so two of these cans would equal a bottle of wine their bottle of a, of a pinot or the rosé is like 12 or 13 dollars so okay um, that's real cheap wine. That's right up your alley for your show. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's, <laughs> I mean, still, 
it's still a little bit more expensive than what we're used to, but you know, we'll we'll take it. It's okay. I mean, we're used to the you know the the, the four or five dollar uh, a bottle of uh, of Thunderbird or, or Night Train, but but it's still it's still close. It's still good. I don't think I've ever heard of Thunderbird or Night Train. <laughs> you haven't heard of a Thunderbird? Oh no, uh, you're you're missing. I I, fig- I figured Dave has probably heard about it. If you're out oh, there in, in in California, and and those guys are right in the same area, you know, because I was looking at this that, you know, is is packed by the Union Wine Company in Modesto, California, and that's the same place where the the Gallo Wine Company is who yeah, um, Gallo. manufactures the Gallo who manufactures the Thunderbird and Night Train, even though they yeah. they won't they won't admit that they ah, okay. that they make that wine, but but they do. Don't let them fool you. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, I did I did research and I saw the Modesto in the can too, but on the website there's absolutely no reference to Modesto. Everything is in Oregon, and all the fruit is from Oregon. So yeah, it's it's odd. Cause, I mean, it says on the can, you know, made in Oregon, but then it says you know it was packed by the Union Wine Company in Modesto, California. So I don't know if they have a different place out there or or what. Cause I don't think they'll be shipping all the stuff from Oregon to california i wouldn't think i think you do it all in one spot but i don't know to be honest with you i got some samples from them and they sent it from oregon so just just saying <laughs> well, maybe that's maybe that's where they made the can and then <laughs> they sent the cans to oregon yeah, to, I don't know. that, that to, whole to, thing on I, the back of the can is a weird thing so yeah i mean we have your uh i mean and you have your usual you know uh, government warnings on here you know be be careful when you're drinking uh uh, and please recycle too. So they are looking out for the uh, for the environment. Like please recycle. Yes. <laughs> and the alcohol and the alcohol point is low for a wine, though. I mean, so the Pinot is thirteen percent. You said that the uh, the rosé is twelve or eleven. Yeah, yeah, twelve percent for the rosé. Right. And that's uh, that's you know. Out here in California, we see we see rosé anywhere from twelve and a half to fourteen. So, this well, is you get that. Low. I mean, hey, if you, and if you want to step it up one bit further, pick up a bottle of uh, Thunderbird at seventeen percent, and you'll be you'll, <laughs> doing okay. <laughs> you sure that isn't made in Paso Robles? <laughs> I'm gonna uh, on this Thunderbird stuff you talk about because I have not seen this stuff. I, I think you have to go out there and you have to you have to pick up a bottle. I mean, you. I, I'll say it every single time. If who's ever listened to the podcast before, I'm like a broken record with it. Uh, you won't be able to find it in any self-respecting liquor store. Most right. likely, right. you'll have to go into the you know the shadier parts of towns and the rundown liquor stores. Look on the the very bottom shelf. It will probably be covered in uh, a mound of dust because it's been sitting on the shelf for so long. Okay. Look for the for the Thunderbird or the Night Train Express. And uh, in your travels next time, and and let me know if you can find it and give it a try, and, and let us know how it turns out for you. Do they do they still make Boone's Farm stuff too? Yeah, yeah, that's still out there. That's still <laughs> out. Too. You can still find that. Yeah, that's that's some old memories there. <laughs> <laughs> see, we do this. See, I do this too as a uh, a nostalgia trip. 
you know, for the people that they say, oh, you know, I had that, you know, when I was in high school or, you know, in college. And I say, well, look, you know, we're still drinking it here. So if you want to <laughs> pick up a bottle and join us at any time, you know, feel free. We're, <laughs> we're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Kimberly, you know what's coming your way soon, right? Um, what, which, what's that? <laughs> the the T-Bird's coming your way. <laughs> oh my God. I know, probably, right? I hope so. I, I hope. have, I have seen it out here. Just dust it off a little bit before you throw yeah. it in the, in the box. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure Dave can hook you up with that out there. I mean, I know he can probably, uh, he has his connections. You might have to go to the, you know, the lower, the lower level ones, but I bet, uh, You'd be able to get your hands on some of it. Oh heck yeah! So Kimberly, yes. did you did you crack open one of the one of yours yet? Did you well, were you open the the Pinot or? I have the rosé. I have not opened the Pinot, but if that's the one that you'll open next, I'll open it with you. So that should be good. But there's one other thing I wanna I wanna bring to attention on the back of the rosé is the hashtag because obviously Dave and I are very active on uh, Twitter, so. Their hashtag is pinkies down. And um, we actually tested the theory prior to getting on the call. Try to see if you if you actually drink this can of rosé with your pinkies down. Because I think it's pretty impossible to... Yeah, no. I was just, as soon as you said that, I was trying to, to do it. <laughs> Give it a try. Because I was trying to see, like... I was looking at the hashtag and I'm like, okay, I, I like this. I like where they're going with this. Like, I get it. Um, but I'm like, but is it accurate? So I really, I really gave it a try and it's, it is pretty accurate because you kind of, you, with the can, you're really using that pinky to support. Yeah. Cause I like what they say, they say in the can too, you know, we love our wine. We just don't drink it with our pinkies in the air. You know, it's the kind of, you know, yeah, exactly. going back, going back at the, these, the wine snobs, right, right. right. people like that, which yeah. is, which is, I think, uh, a good a good angle to to it's take funny. and i love how they took to uh social media to kind of bring their message alive and it really actually made me try it out and they have a point here with the pinky sound because my pinky was definitely down when i was drinking out of the can oh yeah it's definitely not going to be up i mean yeah because even you're trying to put your pinky up i mean you can do it but it's just so more convenient to just you know hold the can with it <laughs> right that's what I'm talking about. Exactly. Wait till you have a th some Thunderbird and try and keep your <laughs> pinky up. <for> that. <laughs> you know, they don't. It is the Ameri It is the American classic. So if you can get it, if you can get it by the Fourth of July, it is the perfect way to celebrate uh, America's independence. Perfect. Right, I'm, I'm finishing up this uh, rosé I got. Just. Uh, a little bit left here. I'm swigging down the the end of it, but very, it's very, um, it's very sweet. It's it goes down, like I said, it goes down real smooth. So anybody, you know, who likes uh, any type of uh, rosé, I think would find this very, very enjoyable if they can pick up a can, <clears throat> and you know, like I said, take it on the go. Yeah. So you got so you got it as being a little on the sweet side. Um, at, at, if you drink it, I'm telling you, if you keep it really cold, you don't get that sweetness. Which I'm not a big fan of the sweet rosés. So, right. um, 
I think if you keep it cold while you're drinking it the best you can, and one of your koozies will keep it cold. That's true. Um, yes, yes. I think that uh, I think it's a winner. Yeah, I I would say I got a touch a touch of sweet, but it wasn't overpowering. That's for sure, and it wasn't typical of a you know a cheaper wine where they overload on the sweetness. Oh yeah, yeah. Pull out the bad grapes, but. This was definitely not doing that whatsoever. Yeah, I, no. Yeah, I think it's the right combination. Like it was sweet, but but went down smooth too. It wasn't the over like, I mean, well, she comparing it. Well, yeah, the sugary. Like if you get your hands on a bottle of nitrine, and you taste that sugary, <laughs> that sugary burn, as it goes down your throat, you'll know exactly uh, what we're talking about with that that burn, and then the. The sugar and the flavor that's kind of masking the just pure uh, alcohol flavor. <laughs> wow. I'll be honest with you. I never realized that night train was 17%. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it, it'll get you oh, It'll man. get you messed up, that's for sure. <laughs> so what, what's, what's the alcohol content on a, on a King Cobra or whatever those things are? Uh, the King Cobra, like if you're talking about like, uh, like a malt liquor, a 40 yeah, ounce, yeah. it's usually, uh, it's usually around like six, like six and a half, seven percent. Uh, it's not too high for that. I mean, they usually go between six and eight percent in most of them. All right. So, I mean, but then you have to think too, I mean, okay, it's only that, but if you're drinking, you know, 40 ounces of it. I mean, it, it it adds up. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know you guys were talking about forty ounces last week. Um, I, I listened to that, and that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that's the that's the wheelhouse of um of everything that 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 we do here. You know, trying the, <laughs> the what what can get you drunkest, uh, quickest, the cheapest, <laughs> the way it's quick and cheap. <laughs> and uh and hopefully somewhat uh enjoy been looking it up yeah six percent king cobra six percent and yeah and a lot of them are between like the six and a half and eight eight percent i mean there are a few out there that are, are a few malt liquors out there that are higher like around uh some that are 12 percent things like that so you have to and usually that's like a 24 ounce can you know 12 percent malt liquor so it will You'll be you'll be feeling pretty good after uh, <laughs> drinking one of those. I'll need a nap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, so I finished off that uh, the rest of that uh, that rosé there. So you want to you want to crack open the uh, the, the Pinot? You have the Pinot Noir as well. Yeah, I have mine open. I've been sipping it the whole time, so it's. Uh, um, so maybe uh, I'll. Oh, maybe. you know, somebody can't wait, you know, to to join the party with everybody else. Got to start drinking <laughs> first, I see. <laughs> no shame in this game. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I didn't hear the can open yet. All right, here we go. <laughs> there it is. There I it love is. that. That's okay. a great sound for <laughs> opening opening yeah. wine. Yeah. <laughs> let me open, let me open my can of wine here. You know, ah. and then you hear the can crack. I just love that. Okay. 
it's quite a quite a different taste, you know. I probably should have had something, you know, to, you know, a palate cleanser here to uh probably should have drank a little swig of uh of some night train in between to <laughs> clear everything That's out a really quick. Yeah. It's definitely a culture shock for your uh, palate. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, it's good. I mean, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm cheating and you know, reading the the back of the can, you know, with the notes here, what they say, you know, raspberry, cherry, and chocolate, which you know, I was surprised to to see there. Yeah, I never, I, I never got any chocolate on this. Um, I mean, I have it poured in a glass and. You know, I get a lot of the the usual uh, Oregon Pinot kind of notes. Um, I get a little funkiness on the nose, though. That that's kind of good. I like that. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, I, I could kind of get that with the first sniff and the and the first taste. It was a quite a, a difference from the rosé and the the smell of that, but it, it's still good. It's not. I, I would rank the the rosé. Uh, higher than the than the Pinot on my list. Oh, I I would too. I out of out of uh, ten, I give the I give the rosé like an eight. Um, just just for just for general principles, the whole thing eight for what it is. Um, you know, it's pretty darn good. Uh-oh, I mean, I guess that? that was my Pinot. I opened the. <laughs> Uh, See, so yeah, cool. I was I was trying to be fancy ahead of time and pour it into my glass, and I just kind of spilled on my, <laughs> on my desk here to look at the uh, to look at the color. Yeah, it is. I mean, I guess you could kind of the colors. You know, it's a dark color. Uh, I mean, I guess that's the only thing I could think about chocolate wise would almost kind of be the the color of it. I can't really tell because it is a. I mean, it's a lot darker than the than the rosé. Well, it's 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 kind of a stand, you know. If you're going to use a standard color for a Pinot Noir, that that's that's pretty standard. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so on the lighter side of red. Yeah. And uh, and 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 all in full disclosure, I, I am colorblind, so it is full disclosure of my colors uh, <laughs> might not be on point with what other people out there uh, might see. So if anybody is listening out there in, in the future and they come across this and they say, "How did this guy say it looked, you know, more of a chocolate color?" I say, "Well, look, I'm colorblind, so don't listen to anything I have to say about uh, color relations." <laughs> well, Kimberly and I see everything pink, so. It's uh, it's got a little pink tinge to it to me. It does for me too. <laughs> so how do how do I have to say how did you guys come across? I know recently I know it's been nonstop you guys with the with the Pink Society, and and everything related to the pink. Now was that because of the the rosé and coming across this stuff, or what kind of brought that on with the whole uh, the pinkness pink, everywhere? The pink movement. Yes. Yes. So, Dave, you do you want me to take this one? <laughs> oh, yeah, go for it. So, it it actually started with one of my Instagram posts very like randomly. I had Do you remember what wine it was that I had, that I was reviewing? I can't even remember at this point. Uh, uh, it was one, <laughs> yeah. It was one of the Rosari Wine Club 
ro uh, rosés, I believe. But so I described it in one of my description as perfectly pinked. And that just kind of like it spiraled from there. <laughs> <laughs> I think it literally just spiraled from there. And we just started pink, like pink, 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 everything pink. And then we really just started like putting like a shape around the entire thing. And it turned out to really start taking some momentum on Twitter. So now it's a full on Twitter society where everyone is kind of come together to talk about pink wine, but not only just pink wine, but all wine. And it's just a very supportive and loving and great group of pink wine lovers. So that's it. That's all it is, really. We just have like a ton of fun and talk about pink stuff. <laughs> pink stuff and pink wines and everything. <laughs> and we have, we have uh, our following goes, we have people in Australia we have uh, some folks in Canada, East Coast, West Coast, Middle America. We've got it all. Yeah, um, our map, our our map is like, yeah, like you said, it's all all in North America into Australia, it's South America. There's some European followers. It's all over the globe, which is crazy. And we are over two million. Um, our social reach was over two million as of yesterday. Oh wow! So you guys, yeah. you guys are taking this pink society, you know, worldwide, a global phenomenon, uh, right, right here. Because I mean, I saw it. I mean, it was kind of like, I just kind of popped up out of nowhere. And I think over the course of like the weekend, I couldn't even keep up with, you know, if I went off of Twitter for like five minutes, I'd come back and there'd be like forty-five tweets between the two of you and everybody else about the. The pig society i'm trying to scroll through everything and i'd get like a page down and i'd be like all right i gotta i gotta take a step back i don't know what's going on anymore <laughs> right exactly i know unless you uh yeah i'll come back to like a thousand notifications it's just gone viral as they say on the internet so it's everything pink and people are really just i don't know, loving it i guess Hey, that's a, that's a good thing, you know. You get people together, you know, to enjoy the wines and the the pink society, and you know, you're you're blending the people together with their love of wine and the rosé, and and that that's a great thing. And and hopefully, you know, it'll just keep expanding and hit other nations and all over the world. And who knows where we'll see you next? There you go. I agree. Yeah, we had our big our big pink society debut on National Rosé Day, so that's probably where you saw a lot of the rosé posts and all that. So that was June tenth, I believe, Saturday. So yeah, yeah, I think <clears throat> yeah. National Rosé Day, and kind of uh, took everything pink. But I mean, really, it's just about having fun. It's a it's a great group of people. Everyone loves wine. Everyone's in the wine industry in some way, and. We just love to talk about wine and tweet about wine, and everyone's uh, kind of out there doing their own thing, and we find a common ground with pink. <laughs> Why not? Hey, yeah. hey, if it works, it works. <laughs> that's all that matters, and you get to drink and have fun, yeah, and that's what we're that's what we're here to do. You know, have a good time. Yep, I agree. Yeah, and so so we try and do at least once a week. We try, try and do a, a pink day and. I know this week I'm going to try and push a Wednesday pink day, drink pink Wednesday. So um, you're welcome to join in if you want. We'd love to have you join our group. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, wine Wednesday. 
you know, it works. Exactly. It, it works out. I mean, can I can I push for you know you know like a the Thunderbird Thursday is also a uh, is one of the staples of bumwinebob.com, you know. So hopefully, yeah. you know, I can kind of push that on you guys and maybe get your following to to embrace the the bumwine world. Well, well heck yeah, because well, first I have to find it, get some to her, <laughs> and get my own. What color is the Thunderbird? Uh, that's a white. It's a white. Okay, well, we can do that. Fine, seventy percent alcohol. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, you can either have, you know, either because the, the Thunderbird is the white wine and the Night Train uh, Express is the red wine. So you can either have your bottle of white or your bottle of red, you know, depending on your mood. So we can kind of coordinate uh, accordingly for, for for what you guys feel is the perfect fit. Or we can mix a little of both and have a just a pink wine. Right. That's, that's true, and that is something that I still – I think somebody asked me about that. I said, have you tried mixing them together? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm kind of afraid to, to mix them together at once and see what <laughs> what might happen if I combine the two of them. Yeah, I don't know how that would turn out. But first I'll taste them individually. Yeah, yeah, we should. I don't, uh, I, I don't know. That stuff is so bad I don't think it matters. <laughs> <laughs> Now, now, now I say, okay, now, okay, yes, yes, straight up, it can be tough, but that's why we came up with some concoctions. Have your, uh, everybody knows here, the Thunder Dew, which is the Thunderbird wine and Mountain Dew. Oh, my gosh. Ooh, you, mix them, you mix them together, two thumbs up. I've had people that would not drink Thunderbird on their own. I've mixed it up at parties. I've put it together. They've had it. People enjoy it. If you want to, you know, mix it together with that, it kind of cuts down the the Thunderbird flavor <laughs> a little bit, wow. and it's en- wow. it's enjoyable. So you should try that Thunderdew, and then the and then on the Night Train side, you have the the Night Mist, which is the Night Train Express and Sierra Mist. Uh, you mix them together, Night and mist. and some people have called it, you know, similar to a a, a bum wine spritzer. You know, with the right. you kind of put that together there, and that has also gotten you know some good reviews. So, if you're a little afraid of you know drinking the stuff straight up and what might happen to you, uh, you know, you mix up one of these concoctions, and that's a a safer way to enjoy, and it masks the flavor, but you'll still get that that great buzz from the uh, 17% alcohol that's in those bottles. <laughs> I don't know. I. Personally, I'm mixing the two and the hell with the, the soda. I'm I'm mixing the Night Train and the Thunderbird together and coming up with a rosé and, and keeping it at 17%. <laughs> and hashtag that pink pink concoction. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to call it Pink Explosion. Pink there we, yes. <laughs> Put some pink on it. <laughs> yeah, see? Now that's... See, now that's a movement we can get everybody behind. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that trending for sure. Let's see here. I'm, I'm, in. Pouring, a, I'm pouring a little more of the uh, the Pinot here. I think the Pinot actually is pretty excellent. Like, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it is good. I've, I've, I've found myself sipping on this one Not a lot more. Now, I don't know if that's because I already just pretty much chugged the one can and now I'm kind of slowing myself down. But 
You're going to end this, up with drinking a bottle of this stuff. Yeah, but I mean, after, you know, two cans of this, I mean, luckily I have no more after this. I mean, I did have, I had I had one beer prior uh, about an hour or so before the show to kind of, you know, prep everything and, and get in the mood. But, uh, yeah, after this, you know, I, I don't have any more cans other than, than these two, so I'm, I'm done after this. I feel like with a, with a red wine, no matter what variety it is, you're going to kind of sip it a little bit slower. Because it's not warm, it's warmer, it's not as chilled. That's just me for how I am, but. Yeah, I mean, I can see, I can see kind of like the rosé kind of, I don't know if because if it's a lighter color or what it is, it's something, it just seems like something you would drink quicker. I don't know if you make it seem like, you know, it's one of those, you know, mixed drinks for like a Mike's Hard or something like that, where you could kind of drink it, drink it pretty quick. But with the Pinot, it's kind of, you know, you look at it and you're like, oh, I'm just going to take a sip here and there uh, with it. And like I said, it could be because I already drank the the one can already and now I'm just trying to slow myself down because it is it is only Monday night so we still have a ways to go until the weekend. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> I don't know. I we I drink we drink wine every night I think so you know hey, get with it dude come on. <laughs> well, I'm not. I, hey I'm not a I'm I'm, I'm not I'm not a wine drinker you know when it comes down to it I mean usually I mean I I'm a a beer drinker ninety percent of the time. And the other ten percent is the is the bum wines, and, uh, and the cheap booze there. So when it comes to you know regular quote unquote uh, wines, it's it's few and far between. Unless I'm out somewhere or at somebody's house where you know all they have is you know wine to drink or a glass of wine with dinner, something like that. So I have been trying to expand into the you know regular wine world so we'll see maybe this is the the way to start doing it this is the gateway drug <laughs> yes yes <laughs> gate, gateway wine <laughs> yes your gateway wine we've ex- i'm telling you this this the pinot the more it settles down it's it's pretty darn good i've had worse believe me and i've paid a lot more i absolutely so. agree i have had a lot worse and this this is good. Like, this is decent. I have it in a glass, so there's, like, absolutely no... Like, you would not know this was poured out of a can. Mm-hmm. At all. So you're drinking out of an actual wine glass right now? Yeah, I, I poured my wine can into a wine glass. And kind of, you know, let it aerate a little. And I'm just sipping it, and it's really good. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, I guess that's a step up from my... My clear, uh, my clear solo cup that I'm pouring it into now. <laughs> you won't get the same effect out of your plastic cup. No, no, but that's I just poured the, yeah. I poured the rest of it that I had into the solo cup, but I have about a little under half a half a cup left here. So I, like I said, I've, I did go a lot, uh, a lot. What am I saying here? It went a lot. You know, I slowed down a bit when it came to the Pinot here, so that's a good thing. Yeah, that's great. That's a good thing, because you chug the rosé, and you're not supposed to probably do that. Yeah, prob- probably not, but when it, but if, you know, the people that, you know, were following me and will come across this, they'd say, oh, you know, okay, wine in a can, all right, I'll try it, 
and they would probably have done the same thing I did, you know, and kind of crack it open, start sipping it, you know, take a few big, you know, gulps at a time. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, you finish the can and you're like, okay, that was good, but did I really enjoy it? But, I mean, that's the, this takes a little getting used to, I guess. Right, exactly. You're learning. The chilled wine in the can, though, when it's really cold, goes down so darn easy. Um, yeah. It's very good. I had the bubbles the other day after golfing, and it was ice cold, and that was, you know, I'm not a bubbles guy, but that went down pretty pretty nice. That was that was not as nice as the rosé, but it was still pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. It was very refreshing. Because so. uh, what do they have? They have, they have a few... Because we have the rosé, we have the pinot, and I know I looked at their site, you know, you said they had the bubbles. And was there another one they had, too, out there? Was there four of them, I think? There's actually five, I think. Or more of them? Okay, even yeah, more. They have, right. two, <laughs> they have two bubbles. They have a rosé bubbles, and they have a regular bubbles, which I think you have, Kimberly. Um, yeah, I have the bubbles, yep. But I did yeah. not open it tonight. But they have a pinot gris, a rosé, a pinot noir, rosé bubbles, and then... The bubbles, yeah, and that's their lineup. So, yeah, and it's um, it's it's fun stuff. It really is. Um, yeah, no, it is. It's something different. Now, have you come across the the forty ounce rosé? <laughs> have you seen Have you seen that one? In a can? No, it's it's in a bottle. Uh, I saw. I'm looking at it right now. I haven't found it myself personally. But I found uh, somebody had posted this that they came out with recently. It's a 40-ounce rosé wine, you know, in a regular 40-ounce bottle. Are you talking uh, about Underwood, these guys? No, this is somebody else, but it was kind of, you know, on this, the same scheme of things, you know, because these guys are doing, you know, the wine in a can. Then somebody else says, you know, I'm going to do wine in a 40-ounce bottle. No, so that's one I have, I'm trying to find next. But is it a glass? It's in a glass bottle. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. It's um, forty ounce, forty ounce wines dot com. Oh my uh, goodness! And because uh, I had seen somebody post that they came across, and I'm like, okay, you know, forty ounce. I'm like, I have to try to find this, and I thought it kind of fit perfectly because you know we're doing wines in a can, and then there's wines in a glass 40 ounce bottle too so if you can come across that <laughs> it's 40 yeah, ounce wine i will definitely look for it um because i'm i'm out all the time looking for wine and stuff so um yeah so this three so this this can that we have is that 12 ounces or 16 ounces what is this supposed to be uh i think this is 12 this should be 12 ounces 375 milliliters that's 12 so it'd be like yeah. Three cans. That's a. That's almost a magnum of wine. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So which a magnum is two bottles. Um, in a bigger bottle. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I posted the um the rosé on Saturday. I came across that was you saw that Dave. It was massive. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that one was um, I don't know exactly how big it is, but it was like double the size of a. Typical rosé. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, there's um. I don't know how big it was. There's some weird stuff. I saw a uh, a rosé the other day, a magnum of rosé, 
it was like 20 bucks. I almost bought it at the store. I, I couldn't believe it was 20 bucks. <laughs> Pretty wild. <laughs> I may have to go back and get that. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the website now for the 40 ounce one here. There are some places in California that they have listed here uh, that are selling the 40 ounce. Uh, it's actually 40 ounce wines. I guess they have rosé. They have a bunch of different varieties too, all in all in 40 ounce bottles for your uh, <laughs> for your enjoyment. <laughs> wow. Wow. So that's like that's like that, that's darn near. That is that's a magnum is what it is. And, I, so. and I'm looking out and actually, well, I'm in I'm in New Jersey, and there is a place actually not that far from me that they have listed here as having it. So I'll have to go check that out. <laughs> yeah, I have a friend that has a, a liquor store in uh, Binghamton, Binghamton, New York. Okay. Oh yeah. And um, she was the one I asked if if she was carrying the uh, Union wine, and she said no, she hadn't seen it. Um, that's why I sent you the wine. I would have sent. I would if, if she had it. I would have said, "Yeah, it's available," but she didn't have it. So I'm gonna. I'll hit her up tomorrow and find out if she's got any any forty ounces. Out yeah, there's a lot. In looking, yeah, they have uh, in New York. There are a bunch of uh, stores that have it uh, in the area there. So if they don't have it in theirs directly, maybe they'll have it in a place uh, close by. Yeah, Tennessee, New York, New Jersey. Illinois, Colorado, and California seem to be the only states so far that are uh, stocking the the forty ounce wines. So, Kimberly, if, you're out of you're out of luck. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's terrible. I know you'll you'll be upset that you can't have your forty of uh, of your rosé to to enjoy. <laughs> I know. I wanted a forty ounce or a rosé, but maybe next time. Yeah, they'll they'll get there eventually, and I think they just started with this stuff. So give it a little time. Uh, <laughs> I'll keep an eye out for it. For yeah, sure. they'll they'll get it out to you, and that's what I was saying to. I was trying to because there was a new liquor store that just opened just down the road from me, and when when Kimberly said, "Oh, we're doing this, you know, canned wine review," I said, "Well, I'm going out there anyway to pick up some of my stuff to do for my usual uh, reviews for the website, which." The uh, the Natty Ice is the bumwinebob.com beer of the week. So if you haven't checked that out, uh, be sure that you you do a a classic uh, budget beer. Uh, Natty Ice. Huh? Natty Ice, the budget beer of the week at bumwinebob.com. And uh, I said, you know, it's, since it's right around the corner, I have to pick up some stuff anyway. <clears throat> I said, let me look around and see if they had it, but they didn't have it. They didn't even know what. <laughs> they didn't even know what it was. <laughs> so so I was I was getting upset. I was like, you know. Because she's like, oh, we're gonna do a, you know, a, a taste test, a review on the show, and and I was like, oh man, I really wish I had some of it. And then she's like, oh well, I can have uh, Dave send some to you. And I was like, okay, cool. I said, you know, I wish I'd have it, you know, by the show. And she's like, oh no, we'll we'll overnight it. And I was like, oh wow, man, this is this is serious stuff. I mean, and thanks again, Dave, for sending this to me because it we got it in time. It worked out great, and it's uh, I'm enjoying it now. Yeah, my pleasure. It's uh, it's fun to it's fun to get the get the word out about weird stuff, and and uh, Kimberly and I we have we have fun with with all the wine stuff. So it's uh, it's fun. <clears throat> yeah, and hopefully you know they'll keep uh, expanding and getting it you know sent out. Uh, 
to the East Coast. East Coast, yes, that would be nice, or anywhere else, and which is similar to which, uh, which Dave, I don't know if you've come across this anywhere. We were talking about the Thunderbird and the the classic wine. Uh, have you come across the Thunderbird Hard Citrus Brew anywhere? Hard citrus brew. What is that like? A like a a cider kind of wine or something? It's a. Uh, I have. I have. It it came out last year, and it's only been available in the Texas and California area. Uh, I was lucky enough to get uh, a, f- a follower of mine on Instagram lives in Texas, and she sent me a couple cans of it. So it's the Thunderbird, the American classic hard citrus brew. It's a malt beverage with natural flavors. <laughs> so it's kind of like their new take on the Thunderbird wine, but in a tank, trying to kind of compete with like, you know, the the Four Locos and, and things like that. But I was trying to find this for for months and months, and finally she's like, oh, I'll send you some. So she sent me a couple cans. Uh, a couple months ago, and I tried one. I did a live taste test on the show, and it's actually pretty good. It's I kind of said that they stole my Thunderdew idea with <laughs> Thunderbird and Mountain Sounds Dew. Sounds like it, yeah. Because when I watched some reviews on YouTube, people said it tasted like a, a mellow yellow type thing. Right. So I'm like, oh, you know, son of a bitch, these guys took my idea. <laughs> And created this drink from it. But if you can come across this in your travels, be sure to uh, pick up a can of that too. I mean, it's the same thing too. The Modesto, California, you know, where they can for the E and J Gallo Winery, Modesto, California. So if you can I, pick that up, I try not to get to Modesto at all costs. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they'll have it closer to you anyway. <laughs> Definitely. I'll keep my eye out for it for sure. Yeah, so I mean that's like the same thing too, something that is only available in certain regions. And I've been waiting, you know, okay, can we get this stuff out to the east coast and and hopefully get people to uh enjoy it out here. So hopefully with these uh underwood wines yeah. we keep getting the push, then they'll make it out here and uh, get to a uh, a wider audience. I'll definitely, I'll definitely hit these guys up. Uh, they're pretty uh, social media friendly, so um, I'll do my best. No, they're awesome. They have a great social presence, and their wines are awesome. And they would, they would kill it on the East Coast for sure. Yeah, I mean, like I said, wine in a can—you don't see it often. It, it's, it's genius. It's, it's yeah. really. <laughs> I, know, I know the Boston culture would. Definitely appreciate wine in a can all summer long. Exactly. Sitting on the beach, sitting out on the boat, you know, anywhere you're going, you know, it's convenient. You take along. You don't have to worry about, you know, got to uncork the bottle. You got to take this along. What if the bottle breaks? You know, the the can's right here. It's easy. Just pop the top and enjoy. Exactly. No, it was great. I'm, I was really lucky to discover these, so. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Good, good thing I was. Uh, it's all started by the Pink Society. Believe me. I know it's really taken things to a whole new level. The Pink Society is taking over Twitter. 
one day at a time, slowly but surely, we will infiltrate. <clears throat> and yes, one a day, little bit. And one day, we will have Charlie Sheen actually respond to us. <laughs> Charlie, that's right. We've been we've been hitting Charlie Sheen for like a month now. <laughs> no, not even a month. We've been hitting Charlie Sheen up for like three months, <laughs> four yeah. months, like relentlessly, just so he can like we can just maybe one day get him to recognize us but it won't just happen get, just get some sort of response doesn't matter what <laughs> now it's just becoming like a joke it's just like yeah everything's like at charlie sheen yes pink society charlie sheen winning always <laughs> so you're just waiting for the day that he finally sees that and he's like you know i constantly get all these you know notifications right right society what the hell is this then you just hope he'll respond and be like what are you guys talking about? And then you'd be like, all right, we're done. We got it. He responded finally. <laughs> yeah, like we don't actually really care. We just, it's just become like this thing now. Yeah, you just got to see that maybe one day he posts something and he's like, oh yeah, you know, Pink Society and he's drinking like, a, you know, a rose or something. And you're like, oh wow, he's, he's part of the team now. <laughs> yeah. I actually know somebody who, um, in Santa Barbara County who, dated his brother so <laughs> there is that connection <laughs> all right come on dave start uh using those connections to put them to good use yeah well i'm going down that way next week i'm hoping to hit her up we'll see what happens <laughs> we're gonna see next thing you know we're gonna see the picture of dave there hanging out with uh with charlie sheen and uh his posse <laughs> emilio estevez yes <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so, so what's what's next for you guys? What are you trying to do? I don't know. What's next for the Pink Society or for both of you, uh, just in general? Dave, you want to take that one first? Or? Well, we're just trying to have some fun with the Pink thing, and and uh, you know, we'll just grow it as much as we can and keep having fun with it, and. Uh, and personally, for me, I just enjoy making wine contacts and in California, especially. And, uh, you know, I post a lot of pictures, look at my Instagram site. And, uh, you know, that's that's what it is. It's a hobby and it's fun and it gets me discounts on wine. So that's what I'm looking for. Hey, that's that's always a good thing. Any discounts on any alcohol is a good thing. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, Dave has, like, a huge following on Instagram, so definitely look him up. Um, my my whole thing is grow Pink Society, keep on um, growing my Twitter rele relevance and Instagram. Honestly, it's like I'm just looking to build my wine profiles, looking to meet contacts out in California. I'm in Boston, so, you know, obviously the wine – industry over here is not as strong so you know keep on keeping on yeah, that's it hopefully they'll push out that way to the to the east coast a little bit more because we know that you know the the west coast in california is the wine capital of right. the of the nation but you know maybe you know you got to spread some love to the to the east coast every once in a while and and help us out, and hopefully they'll start bringing more uh, canned wines to the to the masses. Yeah. 
We need to get some canned wine from Finger Lakes, I think. That's what yeah. we need to work on. <laughs> yeah, see? Yeah, we, I mean, you know, we have some, like, you have any connections out though. there? <laughs> Yeah, we have we have a we have a decent wine culture brewing in New Hampshire. I've been out to like a couple great places like Falcino. I'll have to send that out to you, Dave. Um, they do they do some excellent wines, and we have some other you know great great things happening over here. And Mass has some great stuff, and you know, but it's not California. It never will be. So <clears throat> my goal is really to just keep on building my contacts on Twitter meeting great people, building the Pink Society, and keep on drinking great wines and discovering great producers that aren't over here yet. Yeah, and that's a lot of it, too, because, I mean, a lot of, I mean, there are a lot of small wineries and stuff in areas. I know I have some by me, too, that I've yeah, had before, and and it's really just kind of chugging along and getting the word out for them. And because, like I said, the California's the the wine capital, but there are a lot of small wineries on the East Coast and all over the country, probably. I mean, I don't know what goes on <laughs> anywhere else, yeah, but they're... that that might have some good stuff that just hasn't made its way out yet. Well, there's wine. There's wine almost in every state. I know Texas even has wine. Uh, Virginia's got a, a a burgeoning wine. Yeah wine uh you know wine culture there and uh you got the new york uh and you got the new england area and you know it's it, it there, there's wine everywhere it's just the, the growing seasons is what makes it and, and the east coast with that terrible winter time is uh it's tough yeah exactly so there's only certain grapes that can thrive over here and they have to work within those parameters and that's what makes it so difficult but there's People discovering new ways to make a good wine, given yep. the harsh winters and all that. So, I mean, it's spreading across the country. Wine's becoming more and more popular. People like the millennial crowd, obviously, everyone talks about the millennials. They are drinking more and more wine, and they're more and more willing to spend more money on it than any other generation. So people are paying more attention to wine now more than ever. Yeah, and if if not that, I'll just have to start making my own uh, toilet wine and and sending that out. So. <laughs> you make uh, your own canned wine. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll make it happen. You know, people have asked me that too. Like, oh, you're gonna do your own wine? And I said, well, you know, I had somebody who did a post on my site a couple years back who did a recipe for you know make your own homemade prison wine, and prison I was wine. like, well, oh, that, no. that, I guess that could work out. <laughs> Definitely. So you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta find a way to to make it work. You know, like I said, if you can't grow the grapes uh, all year long, if you have to, you know, brew it in your toilet in your bathroom, uh, so be it. <laughs> that sounds I love it. delicious. You, you can always buy grapes from anywhere in the country. Remember that. Yes, yes, I can go into the supermarket down the road and and buy and buy some grapes and try to make oh, some. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! No! no. <laughs> But don't, do that. don't do that. What was that show on uh, on uh, cable? Those uh, the the Oki guys that made their own wine. I, I can't remember what, what they're no. called. <laughs> it was funny and heck, whatever it was. Um, from, uh, 
gra- yeah. like grocery store grapes. <laughs> yeah, they went to the store and bought red grapes and threw them in a crusher. And they bought a vineyard somewhere and the grapes weren't even growing. And they went and they bought grapes at the store and they just threw them in the crusher and tried to make wine. And it, of course, was wonderful. <laughs> oh, well, you know, but hey, but for me personally... You know, what's what's better than having Bumwine Bob with, you know, the grocery store grapes and God knows what I would throw in there to try to make a wine. It would, it would be fitting for, for myself to, to do it that way. <laughs> yeah, it would be interesting. All good stuff. Yeah, I will, I will add it to my, my ever-growing list of things to, <laughs> things yep. to do. Got that down on your to-do list. <laughs> yeah, things to do. Okay, get some grapes and try to make own wine. Uh, you know, drink this, drink that. You know, people always say, "Oh, you have to try this drink and and this." And now that I can, I can cross can wine off my list now. So for for the <laughs> time being, you, have you ever tried a hybrid beer slash wine product? I have not. No. Neither have I, so maybe you could come up with that. <laughs> that that's actually that's not a bad idea. That's I, I like that one because, like you said, you could combine, you know, the night train and Thunderbird. But if you do a combining of a wine and and beer together, <clears throat> all right, that's I think that might be next on my list uh, to do. You know, so <laughs> I don't know what I, you I, call it, but it's some hybrid. That's for sure. Yeah, I'll I'll come up with some some sort of clever name for it in the <laughs> in the grand scheme. <laughs> things so all right so i guess we'll we'll wrap things up with you guys here too i'm just about finishing up my uh my pinot i have about a a sip and a half left here i'm very proud of your sipping on the second wine though yes yes see i like i said i don't know if it was just because of the wine itself i think so different and that the the pinot is more of a does sipper and kind of take your time with it compared to the rosé and that was kind of like a more you know fruity type thing was kind of you know take a sip here a sip there take a big gulp i i definitely think that the rosé and probably the bubbles are something for the beach or for something when you're outside doing something the can the pinot i think is more for the backyard or maybe the park if you're sitting there you know, with a family picnic or something. Yeah. So you take your time drinking it. Cool. Yeah, and, and don't forget that these uh, these cans of wine, you know, fit perfectly in a bumwinebob.com uh, koozie, which you can order at shop.bumwinebob.com in either the brown bag koozies or the color koozie variety. And if you do come across the 40 ounce, uh, wines and in, in your travels <laughs> that will also fit great in a brown bag koozie as well. So, so be sure to keep your eyes peeled for that. And if you do find oh, it, you know, let me know, and uh, and we'll see. Uh, like I said, I just looked at the site now. I don't know why I didn't look before, and I'm like, oh, this store is not that far from me. I'll the forty ounce wine. Yeah, one of the stores is not that far from me that has the, they claim that they have the 40 ounce wine, so I'll have to uh, check that out in my travels. And if, and if I do find it, I'll be sure to, to let both of you know uh, well, definitely. <laughs> that post, I found it. Post some pictures, we'll look for it. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know that I, I came across it and let you know my uh, my thoughts on it. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to do a live tasting and let us know about that one. I, I can do that. I will uh, be on the lookout for it, and hopefully I'll be able to get my hands on it. So, so I don't know if you – I know we went over a lot of the social media stuff before. If you want to give one last uh, plug uh, for each of you for where everybody can find you and all that good stuff. Yeah, I mean, you can find me on Twitter at InsatiableVine, and you can find me on Instagram at the same thing. So I hope to connect with all you cheap wine drinkers. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, yeah. I'm on Instagram and Twitter, underscore D-Razari, R-A-Z-Z-A-R-I. And um, let's connect because it's all all a matter of fun. And... um, it's a hobby for me, and uh, I like to connect with people like Kimberly, and uh, I made a lot of good friends on social media, and it, it's it's awesome. So Yeah, it's such a welcoming place, and if you want to join the Pink Society, all you have to do is hashtag us at Pink Society, hashtag add me. So did I did I make it in? Have I been initiated in there because I drank this, or I know it was... Uh... Absolutely. It was it was up in the air before. I know Dave was saying, you know, maybe we'll <laughs> we'll invite you in after uh, after tonight after the podcast if I can make it in if I can pass the uh, initiation. I guess. I mean, I drank I drank the can. I mean, what else can I do? <laughs> you, drank, you drank the rosé. You're in. That's right. right. Add him to the banner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a new banner coming out probably tomorrow. So we get like probably what would you say like five six people. Every couple of days, yeah. Joining the society, well, we, we started off with ten people about a week and a half ago, and then we're up to forty. So, you yeah, know, this is crazy. I know it is. People just love to. Uh, I always say, like, people just love to be a part of something, and this is like a great group of welcoming people. Everyone love. Everyone loves the same thing. Everyone's doing the same thing. We all love social media. We all love wine. And it's just a very welcoming group. And it's not something that you have to like show up to at like a certain time, like a particular chat or something like that that you'll find on Twitter. This is totally different. It's a Twitter society, which doesn't really exist yet. We are kind of like the pioneers of the Twitter societies. And we're just a big group. And we just hashtag our, our uh, pink society and everyone has a good time. Yeah, That's- we're like a pink... We're like a pink flash mob. We could turn up anywhere. Exactly. We always. Yeah, you don't know. I could be walking through the mall next week, and then <laughs> out of nowhere, you know, people start dancing. Like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> right. Or just sending you weird gifts. <laughs> That's fine too. I I, I am not uh, against uh, <laughs> random packages of uh, alcohol showing up at my house. That that is perfectly fine. <laughs> Perfect. Exactly. Yeah, but you know, like I said, and like I said, you just post it up there. Anybody's drinking anything, they just you know hashtag it, put it out there, and then they say, "Oh, cool, you know, welcome to the welcome to the group. Uh, we're happy to to have you here." And uh, you know, it's been a it's been a fun time. I'm happy I got to enjoy these wines yeah, here you with you guys. And uh, you know, like I said, it was out of my usual, you know. Um, "Quote unquote comfort zone," I guess you could say. I mean, not that a comfort zone when it comes to drinking. I'll really drink anything you put in front of me, but I haven't. <laughs> I haven't actively gone out, you know, 
searching well I'm searching for some of these things but if it shows up here I will drink it and and talk about it and post it on the site and we'll uh, we'll put it up there for everybody to enjoy and you know thanks again for both of you for <clears throat> taking some time to to hang out have a few drinks and just uh, you know shoot the breeze and just have fun yeah thank you for having both of us it was great Yes, Bob. Thank you very much. It's been fun, and uh, God, we'd love to do it again someday. Maybe we'll come up with something else. Well, you know, if somebody gets their hands on a couple bottles of uh, Thunderbird and Night Train, I think if we do a tasting (laughs) (laughs) of that would be perfect for a follow-up for for today's podcast. And um, I'll let Dave handle that one. (laughs) You, you, Kimberly, you know that's going to happen. Right. I, I have faith that Dave will be able to come across this, and if he can't, I have some connections over by me that I, I could be able to to get some for you as well. All right, and then at some point we'll mix the two and make a beautiful rosé. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be perfect. Yes, and, and when it and when it comes to these these bum wines, the Night Train and Thunderbird, they say in the bottle, you know, serve very cold, so make sure you have it on ice. And it's right. ready to go when it comes time for the show. So I think that'll be a perfect follow-up for the the canned wines with the uh, with Kimberly's first try of <laughs> the the Thunderbird and Night Train. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. <laughs> All right. Well. Well, thanks again, guys. Uh, we'll be keeping tabs on everything with the with the Pink Society out there. Everything else you have going on. And we'll just go from there and see where the the interwebs uh, take us in the future. Absolutely. Well, you know where to find us. We're on Twitter all the time. So look us up. Hashtag Pink Society. All right. There you, there you have it. All right. Perfect. All right. Thanks, guys. Good night. So we'll be in touch. Take care. All right. Good night, Bob. Thank you. All right. There you have it. There's Kimberly and Dave. Be sure to check them out. Give them a follow follow on Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Don't forget to check out the Bone Wine Bob Brown Bag Koozies. Order yours at shop.bonewinebob.com. We got a special deal going on: ten dollars Brown Bag Koozie, forty ounce can size. And I'll throw in a color koozie of your choice. I also got the brown bag specials coming your way in the near future we didn't get to talk about it that much this week because we were talking about the the canned wines and really because the natty ice needs no introduction or really any follow-up on it there if you're anybody who's anybody you've drank some natty ice in your day it is the bumwinebob.com beer of the week so be sure to check that one out and you know the Underwood, Rosé Wine, Pinot Noir, Can Wines, the first ever time for Bum Wine Bob. If you can come across them, check them out. And we'll be sipping on them. We'll be sipping on some other booze this week. So until next time, we'll see you then, and cheers. <laughs>